Hello and a very warm welcome to the Trap One podcast. I'm Mark. Today I'm delighted to be joined by Paul Driscoll from Altrix Books. Welcome back, Paul. Thank you. Good to be here. So quite a lot going on with Altrix Books at the moment. It's an exciting time. You've just released Master Switches, the follow-up to the popular Masterpieces from a couple of years ago. Yeah, that's right. That's been available um, in various Amazon stores uh, just for a limited time. I'm not setting an actual time limit on it, so it depends on how the sales go. But with it being an unofficial charity release, we, we, we don't want to push our luck and have it out for too long. So once once we think we've got enough takers and we've raised enough money for the charity, which is the Stroke Association, then we'll, we'll, we'll put it down and it'll be a, a kind of limited collector's piece. <laughs> Fantastic. So the premise is a little bit different to Masterpieces, where mm. Masterpieces didn't have the Doctor in it. It was the sort of the Master's adventures or the Master's plans and how they would turn out if the Doctor didn't turn up. Uh, right. You've got a different premise, and and the the Doctor's sort of back in the Master's life in this one. Yeah, we we kind of um, that was the the. Unique selling point to use the buzz phrase for, for for master switches that it was stories of the master without the doctor present. Although the shadow of the doctor is very large in that book, in most of the stories you can you, you can see the master's reacting to the lack of the doctor's presence, or you know he's expecting the doctor to turn up and he never does. Um, so he's always on the master's mind, or she's always on the master's mind. Um, and uh, a lot of the writers for, for Masters pieces and a lot of the pictures that I had to turn down were, were finding it very hard not to include the Doctor <laughs> as, a, as an active character. So um, I thought well, it's only fair to give the same writers the chance to come back and pitch a story where where the old enemies are back together again, um, doing what they do best, toying with each other, playing with each other, confounding each other. That's great. Uh, so you've got some of the, the same writers back. It's uh, yeah, it's sort of a bit of a mix of half and half. I think new writers and and some returning from the first anthology, which is which is nice because we we had a lot of people who weren't aware of Master Switch. Uh, no matter how much you advertise something, there's always someone that will say, "Oh, if only I knew about this, I'd have sent you a pitch." Um, so this was the opportunity to say, well, you've got another chance now. And uh, it was good to see a lot of people take up the offer there and pitch something. Great, yeah, so, so looking at you've got uh, a lot of um, names that will be familiar to, to Doctor Who fans. Yeah. Um, John Arnold, who, uh, amongst other things, I know has written a couple of Black Archives, hasn't he? That's right, yeah. His, his latest one is The Current Archive, which is... Uh, Invasion of the Dinosaurs, which I, I edited that one. Uh, last year I joined the editorial team of the Black Archive, so this is my second outing in that capacity with that hat on. Oh, fantastic. Um, yeah, yeah. I need to get that one. And I, I didn't realise that one was out. Um, yeah, just just come out now in October. It's been good to work with John. And his story for the Masters, which is, is, is a lovely little two-hander with the Doctor and the Master on the eve of war in, in the, during the Time War period. A bit reminiscent of the last season of Game of Thrones when you've got that quiet episode and then all hell breaks loose. Um, so that was a nice little piece in, the, in that book. So, But they're all fantastic stories. I'm going to say that, aren't I? But I'm yeah. <laughs> really proud of, of all the writers and what they've come up with. And, and all the incarnations are represented... 
yeah, I think that's always been there. We, we've always wanted to, to root for the villain, really. I think that's something that we've always wanted to do as, as a human race because we, we know that we're not always heroes and we want to feel better about ourselves. Yeah, um, and, and some of these villains get their redemption story and some don't and we've not really done a redemption story for the master but we've just tried to mix it up a bit and make it a little bit less black and white than it might otherwise have been yeah I feel like Doctor Who's kind of been ahead of the curve with that because even yeah. the uh, the early stories for the master they they made him equally if not more charming than the Doctor you know, Roger DeGale's master was always incredibly likable, and then those moments of sympathy that you have for him, like in the Sea Devils when he's in prison and the Doctor goes to visit yeah. him, um, you know, before you know that he's got an evil plan up his sleeve. That's definitely, yeah. He, he was never an out and out sort of, uh, you know, he was never the sort of villain that you love to hate. Yeah, they sort of teased it, and I guess it, it would have been resolved had Roger Delgado not sadly died and they'd done that big story where they were going to pull the two together working together mm. as the master's final story um, but uh, I guess Stephen Moffat especially um, teased the idea of the master redeeming herself with Missy and arguably she did in the end yeah, that's it, because she went from kind of one of the most evil incarnations and mm. the, the scale of um, of her villainy to, yeah, the, over, over the course of that three-series arc, it was fascinating to see. Yeah. And yes. then uh, that conflict went, went between between the two sides of her nature uh, with the Doctor and her previous incarnation being there. And ultimately she stands with the Doctor in the end. Mm-hmm against herself against the John Sim master it's just a fascinating way to end it and then and then we've got the new master we, we didn't include um, the 13th Doctor or um, uh, the, the new master mm-hmm. mainly because because it's an unofficial charity we don't want to step on the BBC's toes and we don't know where if anywhere that story's going to go and if Chris Chibnall has anything more planned for the master so we, we kind of said no to those but People are welcome to write their own stories about him, especially if he, if he doesn't reappear. That's it. No, it feels very much like we're sort of mid-story arc with that, doesn't it? It does. It does. So I would imagine something's going to get tied up, but you never know. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot to tie up in in such a short space of time, isn't there? That's it. That's it. <laughs> but the great thing for an anthology like this is that ambiguity with the master of. We we don't number them like we do with the doctors, um, and even with yeah. the doctor, you've got the wiggle room of you know being able to fit the war master in, um, and now there's the the tantalising possibility that like the fugitive doctor could be pre Hartnell doctor. Yes, but exactly. with the master, there's there's we've never said the first, second, third master or anything like that. You know, we tend to call them by the actor's name. Um, That's true. Yeah, and then you know there's there's no real. Um, you know, there's no real evidence that Sasha Duan's incarnation chronologically comes after Missy. Even is there? There's there's so much to play with that you could, uh, you know, you can play around with with this sort of uh, fan fiction, I suppose. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah, I think uh, yeah, I think Christian might be reluctant to tie up all the loose ends. Yeah. <laughs> and and you know that they can they they do like to leave things open ended for for the next person who's going to take it on board don't they so 
Russell T. Davis certainly did for Stephen Moffat mm-hmm. with the um, with Waters and Mars and what he was doing with the Ice Warriors, for instance. So kind of they do leave things open ended. <laughs> so we shall see. But yeah, I mean, of course, with with the timeless children, uh, I have mixed feelings about all of that. But but one of the good things was that you, we we get to celebrate all those people that people were never quite sure were they the doctor or weren't they so the Morbius doctors as they're known as mm-hmm. the, you know, and uh, I got to write for the Forgotten Lives anthology which was from first books and I'm in halfway through well towards the end now <laughs> of, of, a, of, a, of another story for that because there's a sequel to that coming out later oh, in the year okay. so that's what I've been working on this week so yeah, as I say, uh, hopefully we've whetted the listeners' appetite for Master Switches. That's available yep. now. I'll put a link in the show notes to where that's available from. And Thank you. Masterpieces, the uh, the forerunner, is also available again for a limited time. Yeah, just um, put it out there. Partly I put it out there because we had a few delays to Master Switches, and I know people were like, well, "They coming out? When's it coming out?" And various things happened. Some you know personal trauma sort of the editorial team were faced with the thing so we had to delay a little bit so we put that just to keep things ticking over but also because again like I said before about the pictures there were people saying to me well how do we not know about Master's Pieces so we've kind of thought well here it is it's back available for those who who missed it the first time um not sure how that won't be up for that long but it's 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 out there in case anyone did miss out and they'll get to read your story amongst others in that collection yeah um yeah i've got a, a story in that one for the anthony <laughs> ainley master um but um yeah don't don't let that put you off there's there's lots of other uh, good really stuff. good stories and good writers in there as well uh so uh yeah that's um i suppose the danger with these things as well is you you don't want sort of um Scalpers, you know, sort of making money off uh, off a charity publication like that when when it's not available from you know from the publisher. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I can't do much about it if people start selling things on eBay. You know, if they bought a copy and, and it's they've already sent the money to the charity via us. Yeah, I can't do much about that. But you know, if obviously we're quite hard on making sure people don't illegally download them or send the the ebooks out, so that's important to try and avoid that if at all possible. My my writers, they get sort of a. A proof copy, and they're probably sick of me saying, "Please don't share with anyone," <laughs> because you know we, we do want to make sure that, that everything is raised for the charity concerned. Yeah, and it's a... worthwhile cause for the master switches and masterpieces. It's um, the Stroke Association for both of those. Mm-hmm. So um, we raised over seven hundred pounds so far for masterpieces and then obviously we, we don't know yet what master switches are going to raise but we're uh, the charity delighted to receive any help that we can give them definitely no that's fantastic so that's great so yeah i just mean if if there's a market there for it it's, it's worth sort of re-releasing isn't it to yeah. uh, to 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 get um get some money yeah. for the charity there yeah we took it down we had it up for a about six or seven months and then I, I took it down because a, a new master anthology was coming out an official one by the BBC so again it was that thing of not wanting to tread on toes and I know the BBC are very you know supportive as long as we're kind of very clear about 
that this is unofficial, mm. that we're doing anything to, to try and tread on their toes, so that's important. But yeah, there's so much good work that fans are doing with writing, with artwork, and uh, I know there were some concerns a while ago about that BBC stamping down on it, but that's not really the case. It's mm. just we're not here to make a profit. We're here to celebrate the series and to use the series to make profit for for other organisations in, in need of help. So definitely, yeah. and the, the, we've got I think in fandom to, in doing that, and it's been going many years, hasn't it? Yeah. So definitely, yeah. I felt like masterpieces was almost at the the forefront of a of a wave of of sort of master centric um, kind yeah, of pieces. Yeah, yeah. When, when, when we were still working on it, there was a number, a couple of other charity ones that, that, that people had come up with independently. <laughs> we were, no one was going on any of us back. Yeah. It just was that mood, wasn't it, at the time, I think. And then Big Finish as well did it, didn't they? So Yeah, I was going to say, have you heard any of the, because there's, there's Masterful, isn't there, from... I have not heard them all because I'm so far behind. I can't <laughs> time in the day to keep up with things. <laughs> but yes, uh, yeah, there, there's lots of really good work out there. Masterful is very enjoyable, and, and they got um, John Simmon for that as well. So that's mm. fantastic mm. to hear him alongside uh, the you know the other incarnations, you know, including yeah. Eric Roberts and uh, yeah, Derek that was great to see him reannounced as coming back, Eric Roberts. Well deserved to see him back. <laughs> yeah, kind of one that you probably never, never expected to to see reprise the role as well. So, so that was fantastic. And they said the BBC books anthology was really good as well. There's um, a couple of stories in there that I really enjoyed. Um, yeah. uh, Matthew Sweet did one for the Sasha Duan incarnation. Just a fantastic right. story. That's good. Excellent. Really good. Um. But yeah, we've got Eric Roberts, obviously, Master Switches, and I think uh, possibly more than one story. I'm trying to think off the top of my head. I know Cara Dennison, my co-owner at Outrix, has written a really fun story with Eric Roberts and Matt Smith's Doctor, so that's one to look out for. Oh, brilliant. And a highlight. But every single story is a highlight. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a great pairing. It's not, not one that you'd automatically think of, is it? But it is and they both have issues about regeneration and how they're going to carry on the line <laughs> so that's quite fun to see them work cool. that's the brilliant thing isn't it about the rich history of Doctor Who is there's, yeah. there's those kind of pairings and meetups that you can that you can do especially um, in, in writing that you know you, you couldn't necessarily see on the screen but it's uh, you know like the Avengers movies or something. You get a buzz out of seeing characters from different movies yeah. meet and and uh, and all the characters that cross over between the TV shows now and the movies. And and uh, you know Russell T Davis has obviously been talking recently that this yeah. is what Doctor Who should be doing. There's with it, you know with all the rich kind of history and characters that it's got. So yeah. Definitely. I mean, we we we've at Outrix, we've got our own spin-off from a spin-off with the Cronosmiths, we call them. So they they came out of the War Doctor, and then that that led to Seasons of War, which was something that um, was published by Chim Beard Books mm. and had the blessing of various people and the forward from Stephen Moffat and uh, in the in the, you know in the Dot Two magazine and things. So that was a really well received collection back in the day and then 
we we wrote a novel on the back of that that was part of the seasons of war and then we took some of our characters from that novel and we've got our own little fiction series going now which isn't in the dot two universe but it's sort of connected to it if you know the backstory so uh, Cara and I've written a couple of books in that series and that's something else that Altrix has been involved in but yeah it's it's endless isn't it <laughs> it can just go on in all different directions and then you can just create another universe from from a universe and it just yeah all good fun <laughs> absolutely and another project that Altrix has got underway is the shadow of the Gallifreyan yeah that's going to be our next anthology. I don't know when it'll be published because it's quite an ambitious one. Um, the Shadow of the Gallifreyan is a play on a, the name of a theology book I read when I was studying theology, which was called The Shadow of the Galilean um, by a German theologian called Gerd Tyson. Um, and it basically is is, is a, a story about all the people that... that that were there just after Jesus had left. So some of the adventures that, that, that they'd experienced, but they, they'd never actually met him. So it was everything that happened afterwards. So I've taken that title, put the Gallifrey, and then even if there is a question mark over whether the doctor is Gallifreyan by birth or not, mm-hmm. <laughs> it doesn't really matter at some point, the doctor, she was Gallifreyan and identifies as such. But anyway, so we called it the Shadow of the Gallifreyan, <laughs> and it's about... Um, all the people that the doctor had encountered in his adventures and what might have happened next to them and what lasting impressions the doctor had on that society or that person. So um, it's a flash fiction one, so they're, they're very short stories, and you know, under a thousand words each story, and there's one, we're hoping to have one for every single episode of Doctor Who. Um, and so it's about what might have happened, how that, how the doctor's left his or her footprint on a society, on a person, or situation, whatever. Um, some of them will be the baddies, the villains, and some of them will be, you know, just the most obscure character you can think of that appeared in a Doctor mm-hmm. Two episode. And some might not have even met the doctor in person, but was around at the time. So it's about how that. that how how the the doctor left things because he often leave just leaves and you never really know if he's just left a big mess to clear up behind him or yeah. her <laughs> and so that's going to be quite fun to see so it's not all going to be good positive stories about the doctor some of them might not be so so perfect <laughs> um and uh, that one we're raising money for shelter um, which is a charity close to my heart. Um, some years ago, I set up my own homeless charity in in Dorset, so that's still running very strong. And, and I've I've managed a number of homeless hostels over the years, so uh, I wanted to, to kind of do something for that. And also, there's quite a few characters in Doctor Who that have experiences of homelessness or might have been made homeless because of something that happened in the story. Mm-hmm. So we're going to bring some of those into that collection um, and raise as much money as we can for shelter. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. But it's quite a challenge just getting everyone together um, because there's a lot of stories to cover and some very difficult ones, which we've, we've actually had all the difficult ones taken first. So things like the horror of Fang Rock, the Edge uh, of Destruction, where there aren't any other characters. 
course, um, and there's no uh, no survivors. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah. But people have gone very quick to to come up with some very creative ways around those ones. So <laughs> that's really good to see the creative minds of Dot Two fans. Um, so yeah. they've gone. They've been taken really quick. <laughs> it's such a brilliant idea. It, it, it you can't believe nobody's thought of that before. Like as soon as you said it, I thought, yeah, what a fantastic idea. That's. Uh, it's such a great idea for a collection, and uh, I think I was reading that you said that the one of the one of the eras that was um, that was quickly uh, taken up, uh, you know, a lot of the stories for was the Seventh Doctor era. And yeah. From what you're saying there, that sort of makes yeah. sense because he does sort of topple regimes, doesn't he? And then, like you say, just yeah. just disappears again. That's yeah, definitely yeah. Uh, thinking about the Happiness Patrol and uh, and stories like that, where he um, yeah, he just just sort of brings the government down in a night and then uh, and yeah. takes off. Yeah, or, or know, what happens after he leaves uh, the Paradise Towers, for example, that type of thing. Is, yeah, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it to see what people come up with. That's great. And do you are you still looking for oh, we're still looking for pictures. Yeah, we've 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 sort of got maybe around half taken already. But if you go on our website, um you'll see a list of the stories that are taken. So any that aren't on that list we're still looking for pictures for. And uh we've got we've extended the deadline to the end of October now to receive a, a pitch and to reserve a story if you want to write something for us. And up to four stories per author, because there's a lot of dot two stories. Yeah, to <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic. Yes, yeah, so I think this podcast will be released on the 16th of October. So uh, you've still got uh, two weeks. You've got until Halloween to uh, to take a look at that and, um, and and pitch something. I'm going to get my thinking cap on, try and think, try and think of something like that. Uh, try and think of something for that one. I think it's yeah, that's a brilliant That'll idea. And yeah, best of luck with uh, with, with all those projects. Um, they're all for fantastic causes. I will put links in the show notes to to where you can buy masterpieces and master switches, and obviously to Altrix Books website as well, um, where you can find the other projects that you've mentioned, and to the 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 um, the page about the Shadow of the Gallifreyan uh, so you can see which stories are still available there as well wonderful that will be really good and, and we're particularly looking for new writers so if you've not written for any anthology at all before well, we're not excluding people that have but if you haven't this could be a good way in because you know we're looking for short pieces for that one so it's flash fiction it can be just 500 words a few hundred words um, and if you you just want pick one story. Just pick one story. It's be a nice way to get to a begin a writing career, or just to express your love of the series. Definitely, yeah. As you say, Doctor Who fans are such a creative bunch of people, aren't they? Whether it's through sort of writing and art and and different things or videos, so yeah, it's a great opportunity to express that. Well, thank you very much for your time tonight. It's Best well, pleasure. Thank you. It's been great to talk. And please send those story ideas in, Mark. We want to have you involved. <laughs> yeah, I uh, yeah, I need to uh, need to get my thinking cap on for that. Yeah, but um, yeah, I'd, I'd love to do that. It's a really exciting Wonderful. idea. That's great. Well, uh, where can our listeners find you um, on Twitter or elsewhere on the internet? Uh, yeah, you can find. Well, you can find Outrix Books. We've got our own blog, so it's outrixbooks.com. Um, and we've got Facebook and Twitter accounts. Um, 
and I don't have a, a kind of my own, I have my own personal one, so you're welcome to find me on Facebook or Twitter mm. that way as well. But Outrix Books is probably the best way to get hold of me. That's great. I'll put that in the show notes as well. Cool. Thank you again, and thank you very much for listening. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye, Mark. Bye. <laughs> 